The following podcast is not meant for children or for liberals, even though that's pretty much the same thing these days, but that's what we're here for. Somebody's got to keep these brats in line. Anyway, you've been warned. It's the right opinion. These days, our media's either incompetent or malevolent. They don't believe in heaven, but they acting like they haven't sent. Knowing the truth is way harder than telling it. We gotta work harder, gotta be more intelligent. Sometimes we just gotta grab a mic and start yelling shit. We're living in times when it's hard to stay relevant. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Boom. Welcome, everybody, to The Right Opinion. Uh, I wish I was broadcasting under better circumstances. It's an emergency broadcast. Trump has the Rona. And, man, that was a fucking bummer to wake up and see that text or that tweet or whatever it was that I saw that that brought that to light. Obviously, we here at The Right Opinion hope the president gets well soon. He's able to go back out and campaign and debate and reclaim our country. But... Man, it's not very good. Um, it certainly is being catastrophized all over the news. Uh, the president was taken to Walter Reed Medical, which is actually, I think, now Bethesda um, Medical Center, whatever it is. Um, he's there. It's it's being done out of an overabundance of caution, according to sources that I trust. Uh, there are sources out there like CNN that is claiming that there are serious concerns about the president's health, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, some of the other sources that I'm looking at, particularly there was a gentleman from the Federalist uh, who has sources on the inside who said that Trump is up and about doing just fine, cracking jokes with staff. So um, it's hard to really know what's true these days. I'm more inclined to lean with the people that are saying anything other than what CNN is saying for obvious reasons. I mean, these these people are clearly not above using this as a mechanism to try to scare people into not voting for Donald Trump or into convincing people that Donald Trump's health situation is much more dire than it actually is. They've lied about virtually everything that's happened throughout the course of his presidency. So I don't know why we would suspect suddenly now they're being all honest. It's not as if these people have souls. And uh, and speaking of people without souls, all you got to do is check Twitter and see all of the idiots out there that are praising this you know, now for nothing. I sat here on this program when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and talked about what an amazing woman she was. I didn't agree with her, but she clearly had accomplished quite a bit in her day. Um, I'm looking at social media. I'm not seeing a whole lot of right-wingers jumping up and down excited about the prospect of her death or, for that matter, for her dying. Uh, I'm sure there were some of those people, so please don't send me screenshots. I, I don't doubt for a second that they existed, but they are not the mainstream, you know, right-wing conservative political voices that are out there. Many of those were sharing their condolences with Ruth Bader for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and with her family. And now Donald Trump is, you know, the, supposedly knocking on death's door here. And these people could not be more excited. It's, I mean, it, look, I thought you guys were about to win this election. You're about to be over all this anyway. So what are you so damn excited for? It's because they probably know that Joe Biden um, is not going to beat him. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm still not making an official call here. I just think that the Democrats are worried that he's not going to win. And for good reason. There's a lot of uh, lack of enthusiasm to go out to vote for Joe Biden. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, obviously... 
there is a lot of enthusiasm to go out and vote for Donald Trump amongst his supporters. And it appears, and this is a bit of a strategy that I picked up on after listening to several analysis uh, analyses, I guess, of the presidential debate, is that it appears that the Trump campaign has made the decision that they are going to try to focus on the base, get them to turn out in as large a numbers as humanly possible, and they're kind of just going to forego the independents and any Democrats that they think they might be able to win over to their side. This is going to be a pure turnout election, according to how the Trump team has handled this. And uh, that's that's what they think is going to carry them across the finish line. So uh, Dan Bongino did a decent kind of simple breakdown of this this week. I'll do something similar now. So for instance, if you have let's say 40% of the country is Democrats, 40% is Republicans, and 20% are in the middle somewhere. If uh, that is the case, generally speaking, maybe only about half of your particular voter base shows up. So if you have 40% of the country that's Republicans, maybe only half of that, meaning 20% of the country, will actually show up to vote on Election Day. The Trump campaign is banking on, and possibly rightfully so, the idea that the Trump voter base is so enthusiastic and so ready and willing and able to get to the polls or drop their ballot in the box. Uh, I just filled out my ballot today. No surprise to anybody. I'm voting for Donald Trump, and I voted straight Republican ticket, and uh, and and for good reason, uh, because I live in New Jersey, and the Democrats have been running this for a long, long time, and it ain't getting any better anytime soon as long as they maintain power. So I went right down the ticket, voted Republican for uh, everything, pretty much. So hopefully uh, I get at least some wins there. Obviously, I don't think Trump is going to win New Jersey, although I do think it will be probably closer than it had been in years past, but not quite enough to even really make it purple. We'll see. I, I would love to be pleasantly surprised there, but I do have my doubts. And uh, back to Trump here. So he's got the Rona. Obviously, for about two weeks, he's going to need to quarantine, which means the second debate is in jeopardy. It will either be postponed, canceled, or they will try to do it virtually. Now, if I'm the Biden campaign, I'd much rather take that last option because then I could set up a teleprompter behind the camera and Joe can cheat his way through this election, uh, through this debate, the way that everyone seemed to think he was cheating his way through the first one, which again, I debunked in my last episode, hashtag Joe Wired is hashtag fake news. But check that out, my last episode available at therightopinion.podbean.com, also available on hummingmediagroup.podbean.com and ratsaladreview.com. And you can also just search The Right Opinion on any of your podcatchers of choice, and you will likely find me there. It is the logo that is black and white and red all over. Or you can always just follow me on social media at Right Opinion Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor, and I always post something when there's a new episode out, so you'll be made aware of it that way as well. Anyway, so uh, I don't have a ton to break down here. Uh, it does appear, I want to add here, about the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. I talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Um, they, they discussed it in the debate, and I kind of touched on it again there. But it does look like, even though Trump is obviously uh, down for the count for a couple of weeks here, he's going to be quarantined, uh, he has no real part in this process once he's levied uh, the, the nomination. So Amy Coney Barrett is the nominee. It is now incumbent upon the Senate Judiciary Committee to have some hearings. And then once it gets out of those hearings, approximately around October 12th, it will move to the Senate for a vote. And Mitch McConnell has said that he will push forward with the vote, despite the fact that in addition to Trump and uh, Melania and a couple of other people in the White House being 
diagnosed with COVID-19. Three Republican senators have as well. I believe it is Mike Lee, Tom Tillis, and Ron Johnson, um, all of which, uh, at least two of which are on the Judiciary Committee and all of which, if, if I believe they are all senators, they would be involved in the vote to uh, to nominate Amy Coney Barrett. And their votes will be crucial. That said, they can do their portion of this virtually. There have been plenty of congressmen who are in Congress people that have been doing this virtually for a while now. So there's no reason to suggest that even with the COVID diagnosis that they couldn't cast their vote to approve Amy Coney Barrett. Mitch McConnell knows this. And uh, he's going to he's going to ram this thing through, man. Hashtag fill that seat. And uh, cocaine Mitch is going to do just that because that is what he is there to do. And he knows it. And he probably knows that his his seat as a, as a senator in Kentucky. Look, it's a close race down there. I get all the emails from Amy McGrath, his uh, his opponent down there. If you follow my social media feed, particularly my Twitter, you'll see I've been posting a lot of these emails that I get from Amy McGrath's campaign, the Fire Mitch uh, pack or whatever it is, and well as the Stop Republicans pack. I don't know how I got on these mailing lists, but I refuse to take myself off of them because, frankly, the emails are just hilarious. Uh, getting emails from them saying, you know, 80% of the people that responded to our last email said they would donate, but they lied. It's like, yeah, it's a real good way to fire up your voter base by calling them a bunch of liars. Um, it's it's a pathetic, pathetic display of trying to get um, money out of voters that are clearly misinformed. But nevertheless, if they weren't misinformed, there wouldn't be Democrats. So anyway, that that's really all I've got as far as that sort of stuff goes. That said, I did want to close out here with something a little bit more uplifting. I am Harrison Bergeron here of the Right Opinion Podcast, but I have uh, I have been known by many another name and uh, and and know many a people. So I was actually able to get the hookup here, and I'm going to give you an exclusive right here on the rightopinion.podbean.com. Ladies and gentlemen, calling to us from Walter Reed Medical Center, the President of the United States, Donald John Trump, Mr. President, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. People have been talking about this show for so long. Your opinion, it's the right opinion. People talk about how right your opinion is. And I got to say, it's an honor to be here with you, sir. Ah, Mr. President, you're too kind. The honor is obviously all mine. I mean, obviously, the big news coming out here, you have been diagnosed with COVID-19. It's true. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I got to tell you, Harrison, all the fake news out there about how the White House doctors are worried about my health. I'm a fine man. As you know, you can see I'm a fine guy. People talk about how fine I am. I'm healthy as a horse. Uh, It may be a diabetic horse, but it's a healthy horse nonetheless. And uh, I'm going to be just doing just fine. Listen, I beat Hillary Clinton. I beat Sleepy Joe. I beat the mainstream media. I beat the intelligence community. I beat China. I beat Russia, I beat Iran, I could beat COVID-19, believe me. Oh, I, and I do, sir. I have no doubts. I'm sure you're going to pull through this here. Um, there have been quite a few people, particularly members of the media, actually a couple Democrat politicians that have been rejoicing in the fact that you have this potentially lethal virus in your system. What do you have to say to those people, nasty. Mr. President? They're nasty people. They're nasty. There's no way... Of, of saying it any other way. They're nasty people, and uh, I, I wish them well. I do. Like Nancy always says about me, I'm sorry, Crazy Nancy. I want you to make sure you know Crazy Nancy, right? I do, you know? yep. Okay. Yep. She always says she's praying for me. 
I'm praying for these people. They're nasty people. They're disgusting people. Frankly, they're, they're just gross. They're gross people. And they're all going to be very disappointed when I kick out of this thing. I come back and I'm beating Sleepy Joe Silly over the head with his own lies. He's a liar. You know, he's a liar and a racist. He calls me a liar and a racist and a xenophobe. Joe doesn't even know what xenophobe means, okay? He's not very smart. He's not a very smart person. He graduated in the bottom of his class. He doesn't even know what school he went to. He's not a very smart guy. He doesn't know xenophobes like I know xenophobes. No one knows xenophobes like I know xenophobes. And I'm not a xenophobe. Sleepy Joe, believe me. All right. Well, there's that. It's good to I could tell you're still in in high spirits here. How is the first lady doing by the way? Uh she is for the record my favorite first lady of all time for obvious reasons. All due respect, sir. I get it. But I get it. nevertheless, uh, I am curious. Obviously, all the talk has been about you. How is the first lady doing? Well, you know she's doing fine. They've got her in a separate room, which I think she requested. Who could blame her? I'm a I'm a bull in a china shop. You don't want to be in the china shop when the bull shows up. Nevertheless, I'm I'm in here pacing back and forth. It's driving me nuts. I got golf courses I want to be playing. I got Sleepy Joes I need to be beating. And uh, frankly, I'm not a very good person to be around right now. I'm not particularly happy. I'm very upset about this China virus. It should have stopped in China, and yet it got over here anyway. We're going to talk about China and the World Health Organization at the next debates. But Melania is doing fine. She is fine, as you well know. And uh, she's going to be just fine at the end of this, as all the doctors are saying. Doctors are saying she's taken to this like no one they've ever seen before. She's going to beat it just like I'm going to beat it, and then I'm going to go on and beat Sleepy Joe Biden once and for all. I'm going to end his 47 years of uselessness forever. Believe me. All right, and I and I certainly do. One last question here, Mr. President, if you have any time for me, and I do appreciate you taking the time that you've given me thus far. I noticed across social media, across the media itself, I'm seeing reports that you are now being prescribed remdesivir as a means of tackling COVID-19. Now, obviously, you have been more closely tied to hydroxychloroquine up to this point. Is there a reason you're not taking that particular medication as opposed to the remdesivir? What What is the ideology behind that, if you're even aware of it, sir? Well, I'm very aware. I'm no, I know the doctors are actually very surprised at how aware I am, how much I know about these things, how lucid I am. Maybe they're watching CNN. They're expecting me to be a drooling puddle of human waste like Sleepy Joe Biden is. But they told me the remdesivir, it's good stuff. It's, it, it works. So we're going to go with it. Also, I've already taken hydroxychloroquine before. The doctors are a little worried that because I took it before, it might not be as effective now. So I'm going to go ahead and take this remdesivir because that's what the doctors are saying to do. And I am listening to the experts, despite what you might hear from Sleepy Joe Biden and MSDNC. All right. Well, thank you again, uh, Mr. President, for your time. I really do appreciate it. Godspeed. Get well soon to you and Melania and to Hope Hicks and the various other members of the White House. And uh, for that matter, the few Republican senators. Hope everybody comes out of this um, and you can all be a shining example of how to face this head on, overcoming it, and uh, and then coming back and being the, the leader that we really so desperately need right now. I really do thank you. Do you have any comments for the American people before I hang up the call? Mr. President, one last final word to you, as I know after watching the debate last week, you like to get the final word in. Yes, I do. You're very observant, very observant. This is why you have the right opinion, and it's not 
the left opinion. It's not the wrong opinion. I, uh, you know what? I see what you did there. It's a, it's one of those double entendue things. Yeah, yeah, an entendre. But nevertheless, I'm sorry, Mr. President, your, your final word. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got three words, and they're all for Jim Acosta, in case I never get to stand in the Brady press briefing room again and tell him this to his face. Jim, fuck you. All right. That's, that's the close that I needed. That's that strong close that we expected from the president anyway. This has been the Right Opinion Emergency Broadcast. Trump has the Rona. Uh, man, I hope he gets well soon. I hope he's back out on the campaign trail. I believe he's going to be doing virtual rallies, which is going to give us a little bit of insight as to how he's doing as well. Hopefully, if he pops up on the Zoom screen. I don't know how Trump comes across on a Zoom call, personally. He's def- definitely a guy who needs the people in front of him. And uh, maybe he'll have a couple of, of, of hospital staffers in the background to kind of chuckle at his jokes a little bit or something along those lines. It's going to come off very dry if he does do it that way. But more importantly, we'll get to see the man's face, see how he's doing, see how his energy is. And hopefully it's all good. It's all that MAGA energy. It's that it's that dragon energy that Kanye was talking about all those years ago. Man, that just seems like it was a decade ago, wasn't it? It was only like two years ago that Kanye West was talking about him and Donald Trump and their dragon energy, or maybe it was four years ago now. Either way, who could tell? Time seems to have gone into a weird, I don't want to say a loop, because then it'd be the same series of events over and over again, but it's definitely gone off the rails a little bit here in 2020 in the United States of America. And uh, in, in my personal opinion, the only way that we get this back on track is by reelecting Donald Trump and pushing forward for another four years. You knew that already. But what you didn't know, okay, that's a lie. You knew this as well. But for those of you unaware, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, but this asshole has the right opinion right here on the right opinion .podbean.com, hominmediagroup.podbean.com, and ratsaladreview.com, as well as all of your podcatchers. Just search The Right Opinion. Follow me on social media at Right Opinion Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Parlor. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace! Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Be the elephant in the room in a room full of elephants. Boom! Boom. Boom.